Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Paid in Full Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Rausch, and this is episode number 21. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're keeping this ride going. And uh, first things first, um, I would love for it if you guys can subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already and you're listening through uh, the Apple Podcast app. If you can hit subscribe, that would be awesome. Also, drop me a little comment or rating. Um, Let me know how I'm doing. If you're enjoying this, give me a little five stars. I would appreciate that. But um, yeah, let let me know. And I appreciate you guys uh, keeping track and, and staying updated with everything we're talking about here. And uh, hopefully you're getting value from it as well. Also, we still have the fundraiser going on to support black independent artists. You can go check that out at paidinfullpodcast.com. If you'd like to donate and contribute, we would uh, definitely appreciate it. And uh, the money is going directly to black independent artists, producers, songwriters, and those aspiring to be in the music industry. So every little bit helps. Um, every dollar, every penny, it's uh, greatly, greatly appreciated. Also, um, if you guys like to schedule some coaching time, some totally free coaching time to just tap in with me, ask questions, we can talk about your career, we can talk about just some you know fundamental stuff about the music business, um, anything that, that's related uh, that you need help with, tap in, get on my calendar. You, you can do that through paidinfullpodcast.com as well. Click on coaching. Also, I have this link in my uh, IG profile. If you guys are following me on Instagram, click the link in my bio and it has everything, but definitely would love to love to talk to you. Anything, um, you know, any help I could provide is, uh, is just great. So let, let's connect and do that totally free coaching. Um, yeah. And I, I love just talking to everyone that's been participating in that. It's been really a really great experience for me as well. Now, um, we have a lot to talk about today. If you've been following on, uh, me on Instagram where I try to do most of my stuff, but, um, and a little bit of Twitter, but uh, if you've been following me at paid in full pod, you've been seeing this week, I really was talking about, uh, kind of my responses to Kanye's tweets about his, uh, guidelines that I talked about in the last episode, just to kind of give you guys a, you know, a little more context to what his ideas were. And hopefully you found that helpful and provided some clarity to some of these really important points. And so on today's episode, just kind of in the spirit of thinking about, you know, being an independent artist, coming off the heels, what we talked about, what Kanye has been talking, talking about. And, you know, I've been getting from people like, Hey, there's this shift happening. People want to be independent. Artists want to be independent. Songwriters want to be independent. And, you know, um, one of the points that I, I was going over last week was kind of the idea to understand your contracts. And, you know, we get so wrapped up in these bad deals. So many artists do because they don't fundamentally understand the contracts. And, you know, I have prior episodes talking about very important contract terms and breaking things down. But over the week, I was really thinking about, you know, You definitely always should have an amazing lawyer on your team. A lawyer is incredibly important. Kanye made that point as well. And um, I I totally agree. Having a lawyer on your team is just totally necessary. Don't freestyle this. Don't sign anything that you don't fully understand. Definitely get a lawyer because that's going to be your first um, kind of first protection there. But now... The point is you also need to be understanding the contract yourself in addition to your lawyer. 
And you guys can understand these contracts. Um, you can understand the agreements. There is things that um, there are things that may be confusing. There are things that that may seem convoluted and that are tough. You know, because legalese is a very tough, uh, you know, kind of style of of writing and putting things together and making sure things are really clear. It can get confusing, but start reading contracts. Read the fine print. Read the paragraphs. Get a grip on this stuff. Um, and you'll actually know a lot more than you really think you will. So that being said, what I want to talk about today is basically how to start negotiating and thinking about how to negotiate your agreements. Now that we've gone over some of these really important terms um, in, in provisions in a contract, you know, how can they basically be mended to your needs? How can they be negotiated? What are some things to start thinking about? how to gain leverage, you know, um, and how to make these contracts basically make sense for you. So when you have the conversation with your lawyer, you're asking the right questions, you understand what is important for your career, for your longevity, um, what you want to do, what you don't want to do, the more clarity and the, that you have and that you can express to your lawyer, the better that they can enhance the overall deal and um, you don't have to leave the negotiation just up to the lawyer or the manager or anyone else on your team. You can definitely participate in those negotiations by understanding the contracts and understanding um, how to actually negotiate them. So today, I wanted to basically go over kind of an outline of a distribution deal and kind of opening the door to what a negotiation would look like and how to um, basically change some of these terms or negotiate some of these terms uh, in your favor. So I'll be going through all the different terms and um, with just kind of an example of what a deal would look like and how you can negotiate it uh, in your favor. So without further ado, let's get started. Um, again, we're just talking about a distribution deal today. So that means you're an artist, you're going to be an independent artist. That's the person we're, we're playing today, an independent artist who's getting in a negotiation for a distribution deal with a, a distribution company. Um, so this is not a record label. There's a, no transfer of ownership of your masters. You're going to be maintaining all ownership of your masters. This is purely for distribution of the sound recording of your album. All right. So let's set the stage here. Um, and this is just something very general. I'll be doing these types of negotiations and these kind of like little sample things throughout various episodes, just so we can start applying this line of thought. Um, but this is general. This is there's lots of ways to negotiate a deal. I just I'm doing this as an exercise so you guys can start thinking differently about how the different components of an agreement really work. All right. So the first um, component of an agreement, like we talked about, is the term, the length of time. All right. So now let's uh, just think about who we are. We are an independent artist. You have not had a distribution deal or any type of record deal in the past. This is the first one you're going to do, and it's for your upcoming album, your new songs, this new project, and you're looking to find the right uh, distributor to, to do this with. So thinking about the first thing, that term, the length of time. So let's say the distribution company comes to you, puts the deal on the table, and the first thing we're looking at is that term, the length of time of the deal. So there could be a few components here. The first is going to be actually the length of the time they get to distribute your music. And so a lot of the times it'll start in the range of seven years. So let's say, look, we're going to sign you to our deal and we're going to get 
uh, seven years to exclusively distribute the music under this deal. Okay, seven years. Now, there's also going to be another component in a lot of these distribution deals for that's basically centered around um, your commitment to them in terms of what you have to deliver and what they're going to release. And we've talked about this in prior episodes. Now, the way that this factors into the term is basically when you're recording under a distribution deal, um, you can be recording exclusively for them for a certain amount of time. And then after that, you can go into another deal, but they still get the right to exclusively distribute that music under the term of their deal. So whatever your, your commitment is to them, your recording commitment is, that's what that seven years refers to. And we'll talk about this a little more in a bit because uh, it could get a little confusing. So the first part, they said, look, any music you, d- you distribute under us, we're going to get to exclusively distribute it for seven years. And you are going to be locked into this deal for nine months after the release of the final recording commitment. You're basically, you're, you're whatever that recording commitment is, which we'll talk about in a second. So nine months after you fulfill your recording commitment, deliver that last song or based on release, we'll talk about it. Nine months after that, then you can go into another deal. All right. So nine months after the recording commitment and um, seven years to distribute the music under that term. Now, the way you're going to look at it is first, you have to understand the the recording commitment. Um, And secondly, you can understand that length of time that they're going to distribute. So instead of seven years, you can chop that down to six or five or four. This is a way you can start moving the deal. Let's cut that down. You don't want to maintain that, um, you know, you don't want them to to retain it for that long, for seven years. Um, Maybe you chop it down to five, okay? Now, when we talk about this recording commitment, what exactly does that entail? Because this is going to relate back to that other component of the term. So let's talk about the recording commitment. Now, they're going to say under our deal, we want you to release one EP and one LP. The EP is going to be a minimum of six songs and the LP is going to be a minimum of 12 songs. All right. And... Basically, they're also going to say, now the term that nine months we were talking about, that's going to, you can be out of the deal nine months after we release the LP. So first, they're going to want you to basically um, deliver an EP. Then they're going to want you to deliver an LP. Then basically nine months after that, you can go into another deal. So that's the length of time that you're in there. All right. Now, why do they do this? Because basically, um, they're also going to build in other components, which we'll talk about. But this is how they start looking at that in terms of, you know, you release your music there, you know, you deliver your music, they release your music, and then you're kind of stuck for nine months, you can't directly go into another deal. Um, And then they'll have that other seven year period to actually distribute that music under their deal exclusively. So they're also going to say, um, we also want an option and they may say we want two options. So now you have an EP an LP and two options and you're stuck nine months after re- the release of the initial recording commitment. 
Um, but then it can also extend that option, which is going to be an additional recording commitment. So an option is going to be another EP and another LP. So basically, that's what your term is looking at, okay? Now from here, you can start looking at this in a few different ways. Let's, you know, um, basically for the recording commitment, maybe you don't want to release an EP and an LP. You just want to release the album that you're working on. So you can say, look, we're not going to do an EP. We're just going to do an LP. So chop out the EP and let's restrict this to an LP. Now, instead of 12 songs, you can cut that down to 10 songs. Make it a little shorter. Don't, you know, these are the areas where you want to also cut back on. Um, And also just a side note, the point why I'm talking about this is that negotiation is a lot more than just the money. It's the terms of the agreement and where you can start cutting things down. So that's another way to look at it. Instead of 12 songs, lock it down, uh, knock it down to, to 10 songs. So one EP, 10 songs. Instead of two options, limit it to just one option. Because a lot of the time, you know, when you're getting into a deal, obviously the, the point of it is that both sides really want to succeed. That's, that's the goal. You want to have a great working relationship, an incredible partnership, and both sides want this thing to just blow up and totally succeed. But it's the music business. Things happen. And sometimes when you get into a deal, um, it's not what you always think. Maybe it wasn't the right fit for you. Maybe it wasn't the right fit for them. Um, maybe both sides ended up have different you know, expectations, maybe different creative visions. Things happen, differences happen, and um, sometimes that success that you want isn't always achieved. And that's why you have to start looking at these contracts and start limiting these contracts um, in different ways. Now, this isn't to say don't get into a long-term deal. Um, there can definitely be benefits of getting into a long-term deal with a company. Um, you know, I'm just being very objective here. You know, a lot of people are like, limit your deal, limit your term, which is all good. But if you want to do a longer-term deal, show the company that you're invested into your success, they're invested in the success, um, and there's other ways that they can, you know, that they can basically, you know, they can give you more money, they can incentivize you in different ways. But you can also get into a long-term deal if that's the right move for your career. So in this example that we're talking about, um, you know, I'm scaling it back a little bit just for the, the general example. But again, we'll, we'll do lots of these. There's lots of ways to look at this. So don't just think that this is the only thing. Now, getting back to it. So chopping down that recording commitment. They wanted one EP, one album, and two options. You want one album, no EP, and only one option. And instead of the term ending nine months after they release your album, you're going to want to cut that down to three months after they release your album. So album's released, and uh, if they don't pick up that option, or you know, say they do pick up that option and you release another album under that, three months after that, you can go get another deal. And, um, that's just, it's just good for you. Gives you a little more flexibility. You're not kind of in this holding period for a very long time. And, um, you know, it, it just keeps things moving, uh, and gives you the option to, to leave earlier. So you want to cut that term down there. Okay. And so these are just different ways to start thinking about narrowing these terms down. Now, um, obviously with rights, there's always going to be a rights paragraph. Uh, it'll say in, in a distribution deal that, um, you know, that they don't own your rights or anything like that. You'll also want to make sure there's no publishing in there. So, um, that's just a point, but for any rights, 
And I bring this up because I talked about it in a prior episode when we were going over terms, but with the distribution deal, you just want to make sure that there's no transfer of actually ownership of those masters. You do retain 100% ownership of your masters. Now, let's talk about the more uh, fun stuff. Uh, the advance, the money. This is uh, where everyone you know wants to wants to learn. So now that we talked about the term and the recording commitment, so, so far we got about, um, you know, your recording commitment in your mind, you want to knock it down to one album, one option, three months after that uh, release of that album, and uh, knock it down to five years that they get to distribute that music uh, exclusively. Now for the advance, they're going to say in their initial proposal, they'll have a deal that says, look, we're going to give you $100,000. 50% of that is going to be upon signing, and the other 50% is going to be upon delivery of your uh, recording commitment. So that EP uh, or that album, they'll they'll actually define exactly what it is. But the point is that um, they'll they'll split up your advance. Here's half up front and basically half when you deliver. Now the option, they're going to have a minimum and maximum language in there. So let's say the option will also either give you a minimum of a hundred thousand dollars to you know here's another hundred grand to keep the option going as a minimum and as a maximum 200,000. Now the reason for that is that if your album um, that, that you record under that initial term really, really takes off and you know you starts generating a ton of money, then you wanna push for the maximum amount. You wanna get that 200 grand for them to sign that option. Um, now, if the album doesn't do as well as everyone thinks it may do, then you still want a minimum amount of a hundred grand that's in there. And that's, that's how, that's why there's that minimum and maximum amounts in there that uh, usually is in a contract for the options. So it kind of guarantees you a low, but also caps it as a high. Now, um, and that's for the initial advance. Then they're also going to have probably a marketing advance. And let's say they propose $10,000 for the EP and $25,000 for the album. Then they're also probably going to include a smaller advance for videos. So let's say they're going to give you 10 grand um, for videos and that stems across the EP and LP. All right. So the way you want to start looking at this is, you know, you definitely can ask for more money. So if their initial deal is a hundred grand, you can say, you know what? I want $150,000, 75 up front and 75 when I deliver. Or you can say a hundred up front and 50 when I deliver. Um, or you can say, I want all of it up front. I want $150,000 up front, regardless of my delivery. I want it all up front. Those are different ways to start thinking about that initial fee. Um, and then for the option, you can basically say, my option, I want a minimum of 150000 and a maximum of 325000 So you can start pushing up your maximum amount because if you really, really take off and they extend that option, you're going to have bigger deals and bigger advances offered to you probably by other companies that you won't be able to take because you're under this term. So you definitely want to push that maximum even higher in the advance. Um, I mean, in the uh, that that higher in the option, so definitely want to um, want to increase that maximum. Also, it's always good to try to get more money for marketing. Marketing is incredibly important, um, especially if you need those resources. So instead of their ten thousand dollars for the EP and twenty five for the album, since you only want to do your one album deal, you can say nothing for the EP, but I want because you're not going to do it. 
but instead of twenty five thousand for the album, bump it up to seventy five thousand dollars for the album because you really want to make a strong push and you need some money there. Now for videos, depending on um, you know videos are valuable for you, you know if you have an affordable way of shooting it or if you really need money because you don't have a budget for shooting videos, then you could bump that up too. Instead of ten grand, you can bump it up to let's say twenty five grand. So those are just different ways of how you can increase your advances. Now, the other point I'll say with advances is that know that if you do increase these amounts, it does depend on your leverage. It does depend on how much you know they really want to invest in you. All those things are going to come into play. And if they give you more money, they might say, well, if we're going to give you more money, we're okay to do that, but we're going to need to extend the term another year. We can't come down to five. We're going to have to push it up to six. Let's meet in the middle. Or they're going to say, uh, you know, we can give you that amount of money, but then we want at least two options in here. We don't just want to do a one option thing. Or they'll say, we'll give you that money, but we're going to need at least one EP and one album. We have to stick to that. So, you know, they'll come back and counter based on that. But no, every time you ask for more or limit somewhere, it's like, you know, you, the push and pull where, you know, you're going to try to build your deal as best as you can. But the other side, the counter is, you know, they're always going to try to say like, okay, if you want more money here, we need more here. If you want to cut the term down here, then we can, you know, you'll have to cut it down here. And there's just different ways it starts to move. And a lot of this, again, you know, you have to fight hard. You have to really think about uh, what you want. And also for an advance, no, the more money you take, there is the risk of kind of getting locked into that deal for a longer time because often um, deals can extend based on your recoupment. So even if they had a right to distribute your music for five years, but you're unrecouped, then they're going to distribute that music until you recoup. And if you never recoup, then your music is tied up under that deal. So sometimes a lot of times, um, you know, artists can lose sight of asking for a real, real big advance, um, but also know that kind of increases your risk of staying under a deal if you don't recoup. So that's another kind of drawback of asking for more money. So you have to be really strategic on how much do you want? You know, are you okay being locked in this deal? Do you feel confident you're going to recoup? Where do you really need the money? Um, what do you need it for? Do you have a plan on how you're going to spend the money? Um, all these things, because you know, once you get that advance, you're not going to be earning money until you are recouped. And a lot of artists get that and they get that initial advance and spend it all really quickly thinking that they're just going to keep making money. And all of a sudden, one year, two year, three years pass and another penny has not come in and you've spent all your advance money and now you're struggling. So be very, very careful when it comes to advances. Really, really think through and budget for this. I can't express that more. Um, sometimes artists take a very, very small advance because they uh, they just want to be conservative and they don't want to be locked into a deal uh, that long and they want to you know have it small enough where they can recoup. And maybe once they recoup, they build in a uh, provision where they can get another advance upon recoupment. So there's definitely different ways to think about how... Um, how that money is coming in, but be careful with advances. You know, they, they can rack up really, really quickly and lock you into um, a very long deal. All right. And then, um, 
Let's talk about royalty splits, uh, another really uh, important part here in any type of negotiation. So in a distribution deal, uh, since they're putting some decent money on the table with the advance, they'll say, okay, we're going to put this money on the table and we want a 60-40 split. And that means that you get 60% of your royalties and they get 40% of the royalties. Now, if you saw what Kanye tweeted, he said, let's do an 80-20 split in the artist's favor, where artists get 80% and they get 20%. Now, so in comparison, a 60-40 would be, you know, pretty high. They're getting, you know, basically double what they would get under the 80-20. Now, a 60-40 split is, you know, they're trying to recoup. They're putting money on the table, so they're going to want a higher royalty split. And, you know, that's just to be expected. So for you, you have to think about, okay, I don't want to do a 60-40 split. Um, Let's do maybe a 70-30 where you get 70% and they get 30%. And um, Or if you really want an 80-20 and fight for that, I doubt you would get it if they're going to put a lot of money on the table. Um, That's going to be hard unless you have a ton of leverage. But what you can do, um, you could say, look, let's do a 70-30, but then once I recoup, let's knock it down to 80-20. That way they can basically recoup at a 70-30 rate. And then uh, once you're fully paid back, then the split kind of goes back in a little bit more in your favor. Um, And you can work it like that. So there's different ways to start thinking about those splits and uh, what they mean for your royalties and, um, you know, how you're going to recoup. Now, sometimes people can take a very small advance and say like, look, I really don't need the money. I don't, I don't, I have, you know, maybe you're funded in other ways. Maybe you're okay financially. Um, maybe you only need a little bit of marketing money, but you don't want to take a huge advance. So you can take a small advance and say like, I'd rather get a much higher royalty split, like a 90, 10, where you're going to keep 90% of your royalties and they commission only 10. So, but that's obviously would mean you're going to take a smaller advance. So this is how the push and pull works. You know, thinking about the different areas of the contract. Um, maybe, you know, if you want to do a really, really limited term, just know that the other parts of that agreement are also going to be limited, including the money. And the money is usually, you know, it's such a, a, a key point to the agreement because the more money that a distribution company is going to put out, they have to mitigate their risk. So the more money that's out there, the less leverage you're going to have in these other areas of the agreement. And that's where you have to think what is really important to you. Is the term, is the length of time of the deal important to you? Is what your, you know, uh, your your recording commitment, what you're delivering, is that the important part? Is the royalty split the important part? Um, you know, what is really meaningful to you? And, uh, and, then, and then that's how you start basing the deal. And for some people, it's like, hey, I need as much money as possible because I need to push this. So for me, it is a big advance. That is the most important part. Other people are like, hey, you know what? I only want to do a really limited deal, just one album only. Let's keep it small. I don't need a big advance, limited term, uh, limited album, no option, you know, and then they scale everything. They strip it down because they might just need the bare minimum and that's okay too. But these are the different ways you have to start thinking about it when you're negotiating. And all of these things that I'm talking about can be thought out before you even talk to your lawyer, as long as you read the agreement and start understanding what this is. So don't just look at the advance amount and say like, hey, I got this big money-making deal. What are you giving up 
Um, and are you okay with that? Are you okay being locked in? You know, do you know how long you're actually in that deal for? Um, do you have rights to get out of it? When do you get out of it? All these things have really meaningful components to them. So make sure you understand these key things and how you can negotiate them and how if you, you know, you, you ask for, you know, more uh, money that you might be stuck in a longer term. You ask for a shorter term, you might get less money. And, you know, these are the different things. So I just wanted to kind of walk through that because, uh, you know, I've gotten these questions about these kind of, um, you know, key important terms of how do you do that in negotiation? You know, I just give it to my lawyer and they figure out. It's like you don't have to, you don't have to do that. You can start thinking about this when you're prepping for your deal. Now, another thing to look out too for um, that I want to mention in distribution deals as well is that they may also ask if you haven't had a prior deal, they may ask to include your prior recordings. So maybe you released a few singles, maybe you released an EP um, prior to this deal they may want to include that in this deal as well. And um, some people do that because they can maybe get a little more money because you're basically giving them more recordings that they represent. So you can say like, look, I'll include my back catalog into this deal, all those recordings, so you can start making you know your commission off that. Or you can say like, no, I'm going to carve that out because maybe your recordings that you did prior to the deal are making money for you. Maybe they did really, really well and they're giving you basically your stream of income and you don't want to give that up. You don't want to lose your back catalog just for more advanced money. Um, And that's an area that I've seen uh, quite a few artists kind of not really fully understand that if you sign, you know, a distribution deal and include prior songs that aren't under any deal that are basically kind of uh, still independent with you that even though you'll get more money up front from an advance, you lose the stream of income that those songs were generating for you. And that that's like losing cash coming in the door that all of a sudden you're getting it up front, but you know, it's also now being commissioned on and you might actually be losing money in the long term. So again, um, there's pros and cons to all of this and there's different ways to think about it, but my main point for this episode was just to start opening up the different concepts of a term, where to be flexible, how to think about it, um, the term, the royalty commitment, uh, sorry, royalty, the recording commitment, the royalties, the advances, and um, you know all these key things that make up an agreement when you're, when you're looking at that. And these are all questions that you should be discussing with your lawyer and your manager. You know, how long am I under this term? When can I get out? What, what's the exact time? How many months after I deliver can I get out of this deal? How much money am I getting up front? How much are, is, is going to the lawyer? How much is going to the manager? How much is going to videos? How much is going to marketing? Um, what's my recording commitment? What do I actually have to deliver to them? How many songs do I have to deliver to them? When do I have to deliver it to them? You know, what's my royalty split? When does that kick in? Is it different for sync than it is for mechanical, um, for the recordings, for the sales? You know, are there any variations in my splits? Um, These are the different things that you want to start opening up when you have these conversations. Don't just leave it up to the lawyer. Trust me, the more that you can communicate your needs and understand these provisions, the better your lawyer can fight for you, can protect you, 
and enhance your overall deal. And that's when that relationship really blossoms and you can really start negotiating well. All right. I'll be doing more of these um, just type of negotiations to really, you know, add some clarity and context to these different ideas and these different terms so you can start thinking about it. But I appreciate you guys listening. I know it was a lot. I know it can be a little confusing. So thanks for bearing with me and making it through this episode. You guys are the best. Um, we're going to keep going week by week, making this happen. And uh, hopefully this, this is just helping you guys really shape your minds around some of these really basic and fundamental terms of the music industry. All right. So thank you, thank you, thank you as always. Connect with me at Paid in Full Pod uh, on Instagram. Also, you can go to PaidInFullPodcast.com and uh, reach out to me there. I appreciate you guys so much. And until then, I will see you on the next episode. 